guys welcome back to the most controversial podcast in malaysia i'm your host derek chow today we have the owner of hypro gaming finn Jepson, who is also an 18 year old fortnite competitive player and a content creator based in thailand finn is one of the most popular figures in the c fortnite community having 5.3k followers on twitch 540 followers on twitter and yeah what's good bro Hello, glad to be here. Hey, it's a pleasure having you, man. And honestly, just want to thank you for really coming out here and just spending your time with, with me, man, for the podcast. Of course, no problem. Glad to be here. Thank you. Right. So we're going to start off. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to start off with your high pro gaming teams. Uh, I'm just going to ask you questions about that because that's what the whole podcast is about today. So, knowing that you're an 18-year-old uh, so-called entrepreneur, I would say. So, how how is owning a gaming organization for three years like? And not to forget, Hypro Gaming is kind of a big team in C, guys. It has over 3.9 followers on Twitch. 3.9k followers, my bad, on Twitch. And 1k on Twitter. So, this is kind of a big deal, right? Um... Yes, so what's it like? Uh, I would say, really, well, at the moment, uh, to be honest, just to sort of identify how things are currently, I'll be honest, uh, 2022 has been a bit of a setback year, and uh, that's for me personally. I have a lot to do with how the team runs on a day-to-day basis. And uh, I said, I, I mentioned this uh, earlier this year, but uh, there were some problems, um, things in my personal life, and also with finishing school that sort of meant uh, running the team as a whole sort of took a step back. Uh, people that know me, though, will know that I am taking steps to uh, put things back into place. It's very difficult, though. I think... One of the things people really underestimate is when you step back from that for uh, an extended period of time, it's 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 an it's an insanely underrated task to come back to that with, you know, the time, the time that you've left it behind for everything, the time that's passed you by all the things you've missed in that time that you have to put back into place. It's really hard, but that is currently the challenge I'm overcoming right now. But in terms of how I ran it, um, you know, in its prime, I guess you want to say, in its prime, yeah. it, is, uh, it, is a, it is a hands-on job. It is, it is a 24-hour job, really. 
Um, especially when you think about the emphasis on events that I would have. So, you know, we ran, we ran, we ran several event, events. In fact, you know, people who know our last big tournament, which was the tournament that celebrated two years of the organization uh, being active, we had about uh, we had about one thousand live concurrent viewers watching wow. uh, on our last yeah our last uh, duo tournament. It was. So we did stuff like that, and you know, some that I was commentating. That was that was a ten-hour stream. I did not get out of my chair that for that ten hours, just like being in front of the camera. But I, I love stuff like that, though. I love stuff like that, though, and stuff like that obviously takes a lot of planning. So when you think about it, really, I would probably give like at least like maybe like seven to eight proper hours a day to it. And considering the fact that I also, you know, obviously, like you said, put myself through as a uh, content creator as well with like long streams, really long streams playing the game because you know I feel like if you run a gaming team like that, if you run a get if you run a gaming team like that, um, yeah, you 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 want to play the game that that organization is is revolved around too, so you actually get an understanding of it. So yeah, in terms of running it, like you said, hands on job, very active, very busy events every few months there's a new event and that requires its own amount of planning and for me uh i'm a very i'm a perfectionist so i'm a perfectionist so i really like to take full control over stuff like that make sure i have the last say on all details so yeah seven to eight hours a day on most days and I, i'll be honest like the, another reason i stepped back this year is it with it being a hands-on job i would have probably ended up failing school if i had kept that same energy even towards my last months of school that is how much energy i gave to it it was it was my life it was my entire life and still is you know i still it still means a lot to me and i i i get even emotional about you know some of the stuff that the team has done because i think yeah it is truly great and i appreciate everyone who supported it but yeah it that's it 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 takes a lot and i had to i had to basically for my last three months of school basically be like okay i need to put this to one side uh, in a way i didn't want to announce it because i always thought i could juggle it but yeah no i need last three months of school i needed to go all in on that just to to pass really and i did so thankfully yeah, it all worked out but yeah that's pretty much it in terms of running it yeah i see so I'm assuming it's gonna you're gonna resume on managing your team again. Exactly, and yeah. So one of the things about that is the mental the mental block. So you know, without yeah, without getting too emotional, a lot of stuff did happen to me uh, this year. Uh, you know, good and bad. But really, yeah, I that is my plan. And to be honest, doing this podcast is actually uh, something that I think will help me do that. You know, you know, having my voice talking specifically about hypro not something i've done for a while and it's uh it, yeah it's 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 something i want to do for sure but i i can i can't tell you literally it's just you know how i would how i would describe it is like that just that feeling of just like the the longer you're away from it the the the, the more the scary itch. the more yeah. intimidating the task of putting everything back into places but indeed that is the task i have for myself and i hope to eventually do it and you know we're coming up to the new year and stuff so i think it's a good time at least you know to get things back in track but yeah, yeah right i see i see um your team in particular you have uh diversified in terms of 
um your game roster like you have fortnite you have um valorant and as well as you have other three if i'm not wrong two or three uh servers where you host uh screams and clan wars and that that that's kind of big too because the hypro screams is currently in currently has 5k members and the clan wars has 2k discord members so i would say it's definitely difficult um uh, I, I can tell it's gonna be difficult but honestly when you were away you i i seen your team you you also have um management teams and things like that right so what are your thoughts on that what what are your thoughts on them helping you manage uh, your team when you're away because for, as far as i see as far as i done my research the team has been quite quiet the activity is quite ideal you know quite ideal my bad yeah absolutely absolutely and I, I i agree with what you that last point you said yeah the activity could could have could have definitely been better uh no and uh i do have regrets about that there's no doubt but ultimately i i am where i am now and i'll just hope to do the best from the position i am now you know i i and i i, I have more to say about it too in the future as well more than what i can reveal going forward in terms of people helping me manage uh, I'll be honest, like I said, I'm a perfectionist and I don't blame anybody in my circle for not helping me or anything like that. But the truth is, I am sort of very precious, I would say, about letting other people help. And, you know, that's to my downfall, to be fair. That is to my downfall because maybe, obviously, I could have relieved myself of a bit more stress if I had let pe more people have more of a control. But ask anyone you know i really really i would say when hypro really took off was sort of the you know the summer of 2020 prime lockdown right that's really when things clicked and you know and that whole time it was just i would be i would just tell everybody in my circle like don't worry guys i got it i'll do all the stuff you guys go have fun you go go create content go do this etc and in terms of the different networks, yes, I, I, to be honest, in terms of diversifying, it's really funny. So would you, would you want to know like exactly, for example, like how we came to have like the clan war server? Yeah, for sure. Cause so, it's, it's really yeah. big in the C community. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love the nostalgia of it. And I, I, I love the story of how we have the clan war server. It, it was, it was never a case of oh, you know what we should do, guys? Let's make a Clan War server. If you knew C Fortnite, right, at that time, you would know um, C players love to play creative because obviously, um, like, prime prime 2020, you know, summer of 2020 lockdown, that there was a lot of... That was when, obviously, there was more players, so more people had their say from the C community of, like, ping, etc. right? So the, the thing that was really great about clan wars i think for c players is even though it was never officially restricted to c only it did sort of feel like something that the c community had where they had a level playing field to compete right obviously fortnite competitive you're going to be going against korean players japanese players who are on better ping than you but with the clan wars it was something different where you would notice most people were on the same ping as you and they would play they would play against you and it would be competitive. And there was, you know, small cash rewards available. And that was very valuable to the C community. So originally, 
the Clan Wars server was not a hypro entity. However, I knew the the main founder of that server at the time when the when it was absolutely at its peak. And I remember there was sort of a passing of the guard, really, where they said to me and uh, my partner at the time, Hypro Augie, where they were like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to run this server. And we were first in line and we we bought the server off of him. It got rebranded to Hypro Clan Wars. And hey, there was a lot of things he did not actually tell me, the original, the original founder of the Clan Wars server of just how difficult that job is to run. I found myself being like, okay, we need more staff. We need to get some admins in here because while I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, even people that will be watching this from that, from the time when the Clan Wars server was at its peak, uh, that will remember me, but it was, it was not, a, it was not an enviable job. And I, I love the Clan Wars community, but a lot of people were very uh, impatient, I would say very impatient, you know, you know, I, w I wouldn't go as far as say toxic because I think, you know, being passionate can also be confused with that, but it was a very devoted community and I, it's a really special one. Of course, nowadays it's not as active the Clan Wars server. That that is actually not that is actually not something that I that is because of uh the break I took, but also just because as time went on, people people um got less interested with Clan Wars. It sort of became a repetitive media medium. Everyone that knows it would will know that after some time it did become stale. And that that was no one's fault. It's just the nature of how the games were played right so yeah but in ter in terms of that the you know, hypro competed in in the in the clan wars as well you had many like devoted teams but there was also a lot of uh controversies right you would have these people who who figured out a way to monopolize how it worked like they would they would poach the best players in the clan wars like scene right the best and make and get them into their clan get them into their clan right yeah. but they would make sure they just paid them only enough so they could still make a profit from the overall the overall cash prize at the end of the week yeah, it was a funny old time clan wars was truly fun though you had the zone wars and you had the box you had the box fights and yeah no it it was a really devoted community and in its prime there was hundreds of people playing and it was it was exciting it was, it was exciting yeah I don't know if you remember it that much, but I think people watching it will too. It was, it was a good time. And I think unique to see, and especially one of the things that, like you said, I think put Hypro on the map in relation to just uh, the C community specifically is that thing, you know, it was very close to C only. There wasn't really many like, you know, Japanese or Korean players playing it because it was, it, it was English speaking too. And C yeah. speaks more English than uh, Korea and Japan, for example. So, yeah. I see. Right. So my, my question to you, because I'm quite curious how you, you can really sustain your team till today, because it's established in 2019 and still up and running till this day. And yeah, I'm quite curious because my team, uh, I used to own a Fortnite team, if you guys are not aware of team then. So yeah, many, uh, I would say good and bad memories, I would say, because they are I was 13 years old back then, I'm 16 now. And honestly, there's a lot of money mismanagement. I invested about 2.7K into the team, if you're not aware of. Yeah, at first, I mean, money can get you into the picture real quick, but with, you know, immaturity and, 
you know how your mindset is still developing and still very young and shit so i would say i would say it's really mismanagement where my team went downhill and as well as how looking back at the contracts and things like that i did it all in, in microsoft word i'm not i'm not gonna lie there's no lawyers no nothing because i'm 13 so if you guys want to clown me clown me all you want but yeah that's a that's a life mistake one of a life mistake that I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life but honestly it's a it's a great memory and a great lesson learned but yeah my question to you is how could you really sustain for three years and keep uh hosting uh events with big prize pools okay uh yeah well ju just to touch on what you said about uh you it being a mistake you said you just calling it a mistake there uh, to be honest i think just to touch on that, I think that's another reason why people really like Hypro so much in relation to sort of the other orgs found in Asia, because it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a spokes, a spokesperson, a sort of icon of like the common Fortnite clan, because that's where it started. It started from that and was able to build itself into something that people in the actual main competitive scene respected. Like, oh, it came from these humble beginnings, like just being like a clan for friends, etc., something like that. It, and then turning into it like an actual self-respecting or you know organization in the scene that actually has you know players and you know a, a brand output that can actually be respected by the larger org so th that that's what i really like about it as well but in terms of what you said about sustaining it i think there's one word it's it's passion you you don't you don't um do that without having full passion hunger and drive to just keep this one thing like really like i'll be honest like me myself i did not have much of a life outside of it and i i don't regret that i loved it you know it was so fun you know lockdown what else can you do right and that's what i did with my time and in that time you know i made so many friends and i i was really doing something i love like if you you know look at the uh hypro two-year anniversary tournament stream i i'm somehow able to talk with an energy that when I look back on, I'm like, yeah, that was not that was not possible. We just without pure, without just pure passion and just like, you know, being committed to the whole thing. You know, I could have just got someone else to do it. It probably wouldn't have been as good because they wouldn't care as much because it's not theirs, right? But it's you know, it's like you know, it's 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 my prize. It's my prize possession in a way. And you know, I think that is the main thing. Really, I took pride in it. You know, I had people around me that would you know give me good ideas but ultimately it's just it's passion man if you're passionate about something like that and you care about it you'll care enough to do whatever it takes to like, keep it above water you know what i mean so i think yeah that's what i'd say to that yeah yeah i respect that man for real thank but, you uh, thank you i i just really want to add on on what i mentioned uh about my my team team then right so um i always have this mindset back then where i invest big and i get big returns and you know bad to bad decisions bad management it didn't really turn out that way and also um towards um my journey of having a team uh fortnite competitive team if you like to call it i actually um merged with this team called team miss do you remember team miss yes yes i do, yeah, I do. you know lemon tang the uno or something indeed i do yes yeah so uh what really happened was obviously mismanagement as i as i said and 
one of the one of the things that I really cannot forget to this day was I shared my PayPal account with him. <laughs> yeah, also yeah, it it was it was that I was that stupid, you know. But I I wouldn't I I wouldn't say stupid. I would say silly. So what really happened was he scammed me. He took uh about seventy ringgit of my PayPal, and he's out Malaysia ringgit. We're talking so. Yeah, he scammed me and that's where that's where the downhill really went to its boom, you know. Well, yeah, this is where the scammer tank reputation came from, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so moving on. So what I didn't I didn't know about that. Yeah. Well, everyone used to call him like a scammer and stuff back in the day. Like he would scam in wages and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. You had to put up with that. <laughs> I mean, it's a learning experience, really. And indeed, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really surprised. Um, not, not gonna offend you or anything, but I'm really surprised how your organize, your gaming organization still sustained to this day, knowing that gaming is not really a hit right now. Is, is because knowing that uh, COVID is all, uh, sort of endemic, sort of going to an endemic season. So many people are just going on with their life and things like that and i would say the reason for fortnite um becoming less and less famous to its peak days was most of the players back then already grew up you know they have already grew up and have their own life and things like that so i'm i'm, I'm surprised how it still can sustain knowing the situation of the games that you you really aim towards yeah yeah, it's just sort of having, I, I guess, a blind faith that you know, if you just if you stay consistent, right? You do you do the same thing every day, you know, even even in the times where you know interest is low on the game and stuff. If if you stay that consistently, uh, consistency, sorry, you, the audience will all the audience will always find you. I think it it's w when you have a consistent framework, a consistent platform to build on that you can just adhere to on, on a daily basis i think it sustains itself then and you don't have to worry about the interest but definitely you know the post the post pandemic uh you know getting over that i think is very under is very underrated it's it's difficult you know because it's like it's all we knew for basically two years right and then to come out of that is like it's you know it's quite a shock i know for me it was but yeah, just I say the consistency. It, it I agree I though. It, it is it is crazy, but you know here we are, right? Here yeah. we are, somehow still keeping it together, just about. Then so I'm yeah. If you're comfortable, do you mind sharing how much you have invested in, into the team currently? Yeah, well, um, I wish I had like an exact figure for you. Um, the truth is, it's not all me because I'm. You know, I'm not the most affluent person personally. There is like other, there is other investments involved. But so if yours, if so if yours that you say was like 2.3K. Okay, if we're talking like everything, like, you know, uh, to acquire players, you know, events, you know, editing, like GFX. Mm, I'd say like maybe double what you said because I, yeah. I i would always i would always i would always pursue you know the more the more economically reasonable options in any case but there definitely was a time where i was 
where I was spending much more because I'm like, I want things to be perfect. I want, you know, a work of art, essentially, yeah. when it comes to hypo, you know. And, and to be honest, I don't regret that because really, right, if that's the thing you're doing every day, all right, and it's the thing that's supposed to be making you happy, then, you know, what's the problem with that, right? You know, you're not, it's not like you're spending anything else on like going out or anything and, you know, you're eating at home. So really, if your life is just that, then it's not that expensive really because it's like your main thing. If I was spending that on top of like a million other things that I was doing in my life, then it would be a problem. But if, if that's the old, if that's the main centerpiece of your life, really the cost sort of, the cost sort of when you, when you put it into a larger context of like what it cost you over all those months and like years, it, it's not that much, right? It overall, when you look, take it into a wider context, I would say. So yeah, it's not, not a big issue, but yeah, probably around, 5,000 then, yeah. Let's see. I mean, really, I would say it's not really a expensive business, especially if you're a, if you're a, if you're a, a, if you're an individual like me and yourself, because you're still, you're still like relying on our parents, right? We're still getting food, uh, spoon fed by our parents, like in terms of our daily needs and things like that. So definitely I will agree with you that that part is kind of, I wouldn't say it's that much of a burden of an in, of an investment than other businesses that you can get into. But my question to you is, why get into a business in esports where you can get into um, many different industries? Well, again, I think it comes down to passion, right? Like, really, I I actually had not been I had not been playing Fortnite for that long when it when hypro first started like really well re it started as just like wanting to have a team like seeing you know so many other people like rep their team like in their ign name but i think when you look at it 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 it, it was never sort of for the sake of making a return on profit or anything like that again it was just like it was just a pure passion project it's just like I don't care what it gives me monetarily in return. I just care of like what it goes on to achieve like on its own, you know, what the legacy we create, you know, the events we have, all that stuff, what it goes on to achieve stuff like that, I think was the main reason. And I was already like, you know, in, you know, with Fortnite at that time. So I think it was just, I think it, it just felt like a very natural decision. It wasn't difficult. So I think that's why it was, it wasn't difficult to choose it over something else. I see. Right. Knowing that I heard from, I heard that, uh, yeah, you just mentioned that, uh, you spent a lot of time on Hypro and what, what are the sacrifices that you have to make in your personal life, uh, to, you know, put, uh, Hypro into its, its level, I would say to, yeah personal life sacrifices well we were all in lockdown so that is, it it w when it was at its most busy we were in lockdown but yeah uh basically the only two things i had really in my routine were fortnite which also obviously included hypro and football training that was that was really it there was not many other things there was not you know there were no trips there were no like really going out doing anything else it was just those two things and when you sort of get into like when you get into like a habit of like okay on this day at this time i go to football then i come back then it's you know about 
Fortnite and Hypo again, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that being my life for months and months and months, it doesn't really feel like a sacrifice, but I guess I was sacrificing more of a social life, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, I sort of guess growing up, I was sacrificing that a little bit at that time, but I didn't, it, it didn't feel like, oh, I'm making this sacrifice. It just sort of like happened. Like it was just like the natural way that I ended up living my life. I didn't really have to think about it. You know what I mean? But I guess, yeah, in terms of sacrificing, that is what I really sacrificed growing up and having more of a, I guess, popular social life with, with friends. But I, I still had friends for sure, but just in a di different kinds, I guess, and had them in a different way. So yeah, I would say that. I would say that. I see. Right. So I heard that you played football. So do you think that you can pursue football or really just uh, being a owner of an esports organization? Well, um, the thing, the thing with the thing with Hypro is obviously I'm never, I, I'm always understanding there's a realistic possibility that one day I'll have to say goodbye completely. Lo fortunately for me, I am, I, uh, I'm in a time where I don't need to make that difficult decision just yet, thankfully. But uh, in terms of football, it's funny you say. Uh, I, I, I don't say it too much, but. I, the, the the way I look at it is right now um uh, I've ta I've taken a gap year since I finished high school so I'm actually using this year to sort of assess what opportunities I have in my life and one of them is football obviously not not like not to the point where I'm you know putting all my hopes on it but yeah I I have I have been enjoying my football a lot lately uh, I I do actually play in I do actually play in a um uh a youth academy team that is in the Thai football league pyramid system. It's like U19 division five. So oh. it, 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 it technically does in sort of the specification of what the team offers, give opportunities for a higher level, but it's very difficult. It's like, you know, it's like a one in one in one in thousand chance, which is actually not terrible chance when you think of it to go somewhere, but I'm at the moment I'm not I'm not you know I'm not putting too much too many hopes on that I'm just playing my football and enjoying it and if something comes from that that would be great but yeah it's not it's not something in my life that I advertise too much because I think when you look at a lot of aspiring ballers out there um a lot of them can sort of they, a lot of them can sort of hype themselves up too much and then you know when when the crash comes of when they have to face reality and like you know pursue a different profession it can hit them quite badly because they've made they've put so much on the line when it comes to football. So I'm just I'm just sort of silently playing my trade when it comes to that. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've I, you know I've always enjoyed football. I'm a big fan. Watching the World Cup at the moment. So yeah, yeah. It, it it's just it's something that it technically you know I'm actually playing at a quite good level, which I'm quite happy with. I didn't think it was possible, but yeah, I'm playing at quite a good level now. And you know I'll see where it can take me. Uh, indeed. Uh, if I do make it one day, this this will be a nice thing to look back on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I also play football. I play for FC Japan Malaysia. So yeah, things has been quite. This year has been has been kind of a wild one, honestly. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, what what position do you play? Uh, so I play center back and right back. Uh, I. It depends. It depends 
on who you know who's fit and available on the team. I prefer center back. That's my preferred position. But sometimes I get put out on the right. But yeah, I I, I don't complain. I like I'm, I'm a team player. So yeah, I do that job. What about what about you? Where, where do you play? To be honest, I've been I've been picked to play striker a lot this this season. So yeah, nice, even nice. even though I I I actually I'm actually honestly I would say I'll prefer center back as well. But knowing that our team has limited amount of strikers, my coach be like, you know what? Oh yeah, yeah, it's what you got to do for the team. Yeah. yeah. So scored a goal. Yeah, it was a memorable one. Yeah. Nice, nice. So probably I'll stick with striker too. <laughs> nice, yeah. I'm still waiting to score a goal in a proper game. Well, I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah, I mean it's a special one, really. I mean you you get the hype around, you know your teammates and the and the people watching you play. So what celebration did you do? I didn't do any celebration. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I scored. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Right back to high pros. So, what is your ultimate goal to in the upcoming years? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, without being too specific and without sort of setting things at too crazy of a level, uh, I want high pro no matter what to be remembered to be re- to be remembered as a team for the people and to be remembered for achieving greatness with limited resources. If, if, if people can look back and think of it in those distinct ways, I'll be very happy. Yeah. Right. So do you consider any esports organization in the C community, a real esports business, knowing that our, our, my assumption would be 60% of the C Fortnite community is operated by kids. So, yeah. Do you think it's a real business? A real business? To be honest, I don't I don't think it's for me to say, right? It's for me to say. Do I respect a lot of them? I do respect them. I do respect them. In terms of a real business, I think, you know, we, we so I think we get into semantics about defining a business. So I, w- I, I, I probably wouldn't say that mainly because I'm not, I don't think I'm qualified to give that label, but uh, I, I respect a lot of them, but I, I'm actually not really as familiar. I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm not as familiar with what teams are around these days other than, you know, I, I, I I'm not, I, 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 I could name teams with you all day and be like, oh yeah, I remember that team, but it's, yeah. I, I, I respect C teams though, you know. Hypro would not have nearly as much attention on it um, if it wasn't for other teams to, you know, sort of support a wider community. And I'll be honest, you know, like, you know, a lot of people throughout, you know, the years have like done comparisons with like where Hypro ranks against other C teams. And you know, at times we've ranked first and I'm, I'm really proud of that because I think C, you know, say what you want about it. Maybe, maybe it's not given as much respect by the wider Asian community, but I think, you know, it's a really, it's a really nice community and I, I won't forget a lot of the friends I made in it as well. It's a great community. And to, for, to say that Hypro has been part of that in a very like significant way, I think is, is a special thing. So yeah, in terms of other C teams, there there are some there are some really good ones from time I remember. I'm not as familiar with the ones now. Are they a real business? Uh, debatable. Uh, that's it's hard to say. We might need to get an expert in on that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Right. 
Right. Damn. Honestly, honestly, it's been a, it's been a wild journey knowing that I have also been a content creator after, uh, disbanding my team. Uh, I tried content creating for almost a year. Uh, during lockdown twenty twenty, if I'm not wrong, and yeah, honestly, I have not really gotten the results. Um. Uh, that I really wanted. That's why I quit and, you know, just focus on my life and yeah, here I am. But really, how did... Okay, so I did some research obviously on you and I found that X2Twins actually uh, hosted you on, on, on stream last year. So how did that actually help you in terms of your content creation growth? Oh, I like... Yeah, this is a great question again. Um... Yeah, well, without without sounding ungrateful, because obviously, like, I love that moment. Like, it's it's a great moment. Uh, it, you know, even if I was to quit streaming today, I could be like, hey, you know, you know, that's my footprint. You know, I got that host. You know, what I'm saying that's a big deal. Uh, I I can be like, you know, you kind of won streaming in a way. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you when you not, like, not a lot of people can say that they've got that. And I I don't even know if they still host small streamers. I'm not even sure about that. But, um. One thing I do have to say, though, is big hosts like that are kind of overrated, to be honest. They're not all they're hopped up to be. But, hey, I'm not to be ungrateful. I am so happy for it. But I'll be honest. I think <laughs> any potential viewers from their channel that I got were probably gone after a month, to be honest. And my view count really returned to its old view count. So let's say my average views at that time was like 10 to 15 the month following that host was like 20 to 30 which is actually quite good because when you think about it right like uh what like uh, a ten thousand host and i'm just a random streamer to them i to get that is actually quite good but overall i i've got followers like followers stayed because they just follow you and then forget right but yeah. for overall like live viewers i think we know this about twitch when it if you get a few of those big hosts, then, you know, you're cooking. But it's, it's, it's a sad thing, really, because when you, when you hear about, like, streamers that sort of got big off of a big host, I can't name, I can't name like, the, like, the main ones, like, right now that, like, got famous off of one big host. But there are ones. And what they do is they, they, they get your attention with something really, like, like, they just do something really insane or, like, unique at that time to like keep the viewers you got to keep them at that time and i think that's something that i just didn't appreciate i was just so like blown away in the moment of getting that host that i was that if i could like if i could have you know froze time and done like a super calculated move okay what do x2 twins viewers like how do i keep as many of these people on my channel as possible i would have tried to make that move but i think at that time i was just like whoa crazy but i think if I do remember correctly, I think my stream actually crashed like three minutes after that. And oh, then I tried, and then yeah. I was like, oh shit, you gotta be kidding me. And I got it back online as quick as I could. And I think I had like six and, and I had 6,000 viewers. Oh, I had 6,000 viewers before it crashed. I came back like two, like a minute and a half later and it's like 300 and then oh, 10 minutes later, all gone. So it's like, but mm -hmm. hey, and but 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 I I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, ungrateful about it at all. I, it is a really great moment, and when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, like yeah, that yeah. Is, is a pure moment of enjoying streaming. I love streaming for stuff like that. Yeah. 
What's really funny was at that moment you actually got your your whole family to say thank you to them. I was like, yes, it was I know. hilarious when I watched that video. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I know, I know. It was a little bit embarrassing at the same time because they were like, they was like, what's going on? And I don't, I don't think they truly understand that like thousands of people were watching them at that time. But yeah, it, it was funny. It was, it was funny. Yeah. Then, yeah. right. So honestly, now that you mention it, I would say it's kind of a hit or miss type thing where you can. It's like sort of a jackpot where you can how much it's like how much money you can get at that period of time in a way where yeah exactly exactly how much yeah. uh, viewers you can get during that host right so my real question to you is how do you still have that motivation and sort of passion to still uh, do content creation and still run your team because I noticed that um, you have been quite inactive in your channel for about two months and just 13 days later you came out with uh, not not 13 days later just 13 days ago you came out with a new video so yeah uh, yeah well YouTube content creation has always been quite difficult for me even like when Hyper was in its prime I was not releasing much content on my personal channel and that is actually because Hypro took up a lot of my time. So really, other than streaming, I couldn't do much for my personal brand. So that's that's mainly why as well. It's not it's not just being inactive for my channel. It, even when I was active in the scene, I was not active as much on my YouTube channel because I was, you know, doing content for Hypro's channel, doing, you know, managing everything, etc. Um, how do I have the motivation to keep going? Well, for me, when I came back after a long time, even though a, there was a lot of things that, you know, were tainted by the fact that I had been gone for a while, I still looked at many things and I, and I, and I was like this. I looked at it and I'm like this. This is why I still care about this stuff. Like, I think if I was, like, trying to start streaming and, like, you know, set up my streaming widgets and, like, set up, you know, like commands and stuff for the first time after like graduating school, I probably would have been like, nah, screw this. I don't want to. But when, you know, I looked at my channel, like, you know, my Twitch channel specifically, and I, you know, I looked at like the panels that I had put, I put I like, you know, all like the stuff I had there. I'm like, wow, you know, I spent, you know, a few years putting all these pieces together to look really good, you know, to look aesthetically pleasing to me, et cetera. So I think when you have things like that, like I said, you know, going back to what I sort of alluded to before, like a framework, having a platform, when you have those things in place, it's sort of like, oh, okay, like this is it. Like th th this makes me, you know, remember, you know, you get like that good feeling of nostalgia at the same time. And you also like, it makes you remember like why you like it. So I think, I think basically having, you know, not having too short term of a memory and being able to remember back to what I enjoyed it for before made it easy to like pick it up again and be like, yeah, I feel like I can do a video now. I feel like, you know, because it, it was, you know, and again, it's like, it's because I wanted to. And I think, and I think obviously you can't always let, you know, you wanting to do something be the only reason you do it. You should also do it because, you know, you're supposed to. But I think when it came to like posting a video like that and indeed with Hyper as well, it's like caring, you know, caring about what I've created, looking at it. Like, for example, I'll look at like the Hyper website and I'll like, I'll just scroll through like the shit and I'll be like, there's so much stuff here. There's so much, <laughs> there's just like the sheer quantity of stuff. So it's just like, okay, yeah, like, 
this is not this is something worth you know saving worth not giving up on right and i think i'm thankful to my you know myself from the past for making that effort because then it makes me want to give that effort now whereas if you know i was starting from a, a blank slate that would probably be a bit you know a bit less motivating right so i'd say yeah i'd say in that way is how i stay motivated to do it then so i'll 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 let me sum it up so i'll say it's more of a memory sort of thing where you do you you do as like probably right so you mentioned that it's about what is for passion and things like that so i'll say looking back at it is what gives you the motivation is that it yeah like yeah the platform you know like i i didn't do all that work in the past for nothing and it it means something now because i i mean okay if you look at a lot of the c teams right i knew a few like figureheads in like the c community that would like build up a team it didn't go well so they just dissolved it and then made a new one and i'm like what was the point of all that effort you did to create it whereas with hypro people have asked me oh why don't you merge oh why don't you rebrand and i'm like um that's just never gonna happen because then you're like erasing history you're erasing the timeline there's a whole timeline you can look back on it it's there it's an infinite timeline that exists all right and it's like you can't destroy that that's what this is what this is what so many people in C didn't understand. That's what gives team a value. That's what gives you a value. It's not yes, obviously it's the roster you have at a current time which gives your team like a net value, right? But also what you create, what you leave behind over a period of time, that's what gives your team value because really what is value, right? It's 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 what you create through your brand output, what you've what you've made what you've created you know what i'm saying that's you need a history you need a legacy a platform that you have that that is what gives a team value and that's why hypo i in my eyes is valuable because it's like look look at look at over a period of time an extended a linear period of time it has it has done stuff it has events you know what i'm saying an event that happened a year ago is just as important as the event that's coming up now because we rec we you know we document it we keep it on record you know what i mean so that's that's my mentality about it and that's what i've always always expressed to people when i when i mention how my 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 mindset my outlook onto managing the team and keeping it going all this time yeah then honestly it's inspiring hearing all this from you because I always have this perception where Hypro is just one of a. I mean, back then definitely, it's just one of a. Just one of a team that uh, back then and was tr just trying their best to be up there, you know. But yeah, I like I like what you say. Um, just now where, um, leaving a legacy and um, just really not just just focusing on your main goal and not listen to what people has to say like merge this, merge this and just dissolve what you have created later so that's the mistake that i did and yeah relatable bro because what is a merge right it's greed it's greed it's 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 what it's wanting more and then forgetting who you are i mean yeah. we see i feel like we see this in so many aspects of life making something making something sentimentally and sort of on a deeper level worse but 
but technically better. You know what I mean? You're basically you're selling your soul. You're selling your soul to have a technically better team. And I'm thankful that Hypro can say confidently it has a soul. It kept its soul. It the values of the team are the same from day one to now, right? And that I think is so so underrated and invaluable. And I'm and I'm I'm grateful for that more than anything. Yeah. But that is still around. Yeah. I, I I totally respect your 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 journey and things like that and yeah I just really want to know what does Hypro really stand for uh thank you um to me to me Hypro 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 what it stands for try to put this in the best words I can think of I think I I mentioned it before but Hypros, what Hypro stands for is, I think, the accessibility of, of esports. You know what I mean? Obviously, I think Hypro is actually very privileged, right? If Hypro was trying to do what it is now, if Hypro was trying to do what it is in a larger esport, like, for example, uh, a larger region, sorry, uh, a larger region like NA East or Europe, we would get absolutely smoked. It, 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 it's so much more expensive, right, to actually make an impact in those regions as an organization because there's just more organizations with way more financial backing. So the great thing about being in Asia and specifically, you know, being the main representative of Southeast Asia is that, you know, it's actually accessible. So what, what I would say Hypro stands for, Hypro stands for being proud of the region or sub-region you represent no matter how small it is and sort of being uh how can i say this uh just let me think here being the being the main face of that being the main face of that region and being proud of it being proud of your roots and be and and showing that you know it's accessible to people showing that showing that you can put right put southeast asia on the map like really i don't want to you know i don't want to big myself up too much but i think i i would like i would like to say hypro and what it did helped a lot with like even people that weren't necessarily associated with it putting southeast asia on the map in terms of a in terms of the wider asia community so i would be like yeah if you ask me, in in short, what does Hypro stand for? It stands for, you know, the common gamer. It stands for the common gamer and being proud of the community you represent, no matter how small and no matter how indifferent compared to the bigger, the bigger scale. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, right. So you also mentioned that um, uh, Hypro is a conjoined organization with. Um, yourself and the other two owners so i've seen that i uh, as far as i heard from you just now uh, i felt like you were the only one one of the that you're like the only one owner is really putting the work into the business so what about the other two knowing that they're quite uh anonymous you know quite quiet so what about them about them they are they are fantastic they are fantastic people i have i don't have a bad word to say about them and like I said, the reason that it's me more than both of them is first of all, because I, you know, they, they respect 
they respect my knowledge of how it works compared to them and also like because because i it, it, if 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 i asked them they would but i like i said like i said earlier i am a perfectionist so i always took it upon myself to do that and i don't have a complaint about it they help more with financial aspects and sort of um more more sort of behind the scenes things like uh the merchandise for example i i didn't know like a clue about um you know putting that together and like w w what it what it took to do that and they they helped me more with that so i'm 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 grateful for them doing stuff like that that i'm not as uh competent in and i focus more on just like the pure esports relation side and in relation to fortnite specifically because like you said there's also valorant the <clears throat> one of the other uh one of the other owners is more focused on that uh, uh when it was operational hypro more so they, they were focused more on valorant because they knew more about it I, I really don't know much about it for me it was just fortnite was my main focus so yeah although it doesn't seem like they have as much of a prevalent role that they're, they're still very important and i still yeah still appreciate them i still appreciate them very much so yeah not a bad thing to say about them so will they stay anonymous or uh well one of them isn't uh hyper augie he is he is uh on the face with me you know he's been around he's been around we we've done a lot we've done a lot in the game together in fortnite and uh he's now uh, mainly a valorant player also he's in university himself and uh the anonymous one will remain anonymous that's just how it's been it's uh, it's it's not something i publicize too much people always ask me you know about the ownership structure which I, I'm, I'm always happy to to answer but it's it's just like yeah this is actually a great question and this is actually something i just want to say anyone that knows me and knows how i used to speak about um teams when i was when i was uh more active and you know certainly trying to be more active going forward uh i hate and i really do not respect people who sort of make their team as an extension of themselves i would never in a million years want the legacy of hypro to be finn jepson esports that's not what i want i want it to be its own and that's why i really hate people who sort of who sort of like make it all about themselves and i won't name names because really that is just like a petty thing to do but you've seen i swear you you will have seen this right the the timeline for example on twitter the timeline of the like of the team's account like half the tweets are just retweets of the owner and then they put yeah. owner in their bio right and it's like yeah. wait a second this just feels like it's just an extension of them you know what i'm saying like like that's why when like there's updates about the team and et cetera, et cetera, you won't see it coming from my account and and then them retweeting it you won't see that because then that's like what's even the point of giving this team its own name and face if it's basically just my face on the front of it and then it's just being filtered through this funnel of just like a team you know what i'm saying this is what i've all I've, I've, I've never respected people to do that and there's been people there's been people in this scene especially in c who have done this who they've done this and it, the whole it seems like the entire aspect of the team is just sort of there to serve their ego really and i hate that i hate that so that's why you don't hear me talking about myself in an ownership structure really that much because i i i don't want it to be known as my i want hypo to be known as hypo you know what i'm saying and i think if you 
really sort of remove the hello i am you know me i am i am the face of it 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 makes it more a team for the people it makes it more this is everyone's team instead of just oh it's mine you know what i'm saying and people yeah. connect with it more for that reason people connect with it more for that reason how hard is it to connect with something that that basically just feels like someone else's someone else's personality turned into a brand you know what i'm saying it's like what the hell i'm ba i'm just stroking someone's ego this doesn't mean anything this has no value to me this this doesn't you know this doesn't represent me this doesn't represent anything i care about but you remove the you remove the you know the ego and you remove like the self the self-centered aspect of it and just make it make it something that's for all i think that is way better which is why you won't hear me talking about my my effect on it as much because i'll just work behind the scenes and i'm happy to do that and i'll just have people love the team for the team not because i'm you know i'm the figurehead of it i'm it's all about me no definitely not and uh i i i always plan to keep it that way and that that's the value i have you know you've heard me mention my values of a team and how i think it should be and this is it like you're hearing my raw thoughts genuinely of like how i think a team should be ran and the and and the greatest teams do do this but uh i think with c especially you know like you said when fortnite was more popular i think a lot of people they 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 missed they 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 missed out they missed out on uh, they missed out on the the right way to run it in my opinion obviously you know each to their own run it how you so you so fit to see to see it done but i just think if if you're if you're running it a certain way and from the outside looking in just making it sort of an extension of yourself because that's how i just see about it, it just an extension of yourself it's just you projecting yourself in a different way like yeah you'll call it a name you'll give it this name like uh, you know um so and so esports etc but really it's just you it's just you personified as a team and you know I, I i find that disingenuous so i'm very happy that i never went down that path yeah right so what do what are your thoughts on fortnite content creators right who just create montages and just call themselves uh hey i'm a content creator without actually creating actual content like you know toxic wati you know wati that guy from hong kong yeah i'm not uh... sure if you remember him or not but yeah um what i'm trying to say is uh people just create uh create montages and just call themselves uh content creators so why your thoughts um well, first of all, uh, you know, I'm good friends with Waddy. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, so I don't I don't have a bad thing to say about him. But I think I think with Waddy, I think it, it I think it's unfair to put him into that category because 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 I know he made genuine like you know you know content creator content. You no, know what no, I'm no, saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying like he's that kind of creator that makes both. What I'm trying to yeah, say he makes is, both. Yeah. I respect people that make both. I respect people that make that's fine. I guess yeah, montages you generally associate them with competitive players. So I understand what you mean by that. But the people that only post montages and not like long form actual yeah. like uh YouTube content but call themselves content creators, yeah. You know what those are? Failed comp players. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Those are those are failed comp players. Uh I'm going to be honest with you. And there's plenty of those. It's okay, guys. 
we know what you are. You don't you don't need to be ashamed. It, it, it is what it is. I I I don't have too strong an opinion on that. I just think yeah, they're they're probably failed comp players, aren't they? Calling yourself a content creator when you're not that good at competitive is probably safer because then people can't really roast you for that, right? Because oh no, I'm a content creator. Chill, chill. You know, get off my back. But real they, realistically, they want to see themselves as a comp player. But yeah, no, you know respect if you hit if you have good clips and you're good at the game i i i won't roast you too much because i'm not that good at the game myself so <laughs> yeah yeah no, no hate there but yeah that's that's it really right so right so uh once uh back to uh myself disbanding my team team then i i have also besides being a content creator i i was also sort of a manager or something for teams like you know gr gaming or things like that so looking back it felt like it's sort of a money grabber sort of thing being a manager and shit like that because uh you can fake your shit you know you can fake your things like hey i mean i'm exposing myself right now but i don't i mean this is this is how it works in this industry for some reason like you have fake managers be like hey i can get um sponsorship for your team i can get more uh, monetization for your team and things like that and <laughs> who knows bro you can get you can get a job from a team and get money salary bro so it, it, it's kind of weird really what are your thoughts on that uh my thoughts are luckily i never fell for that i definitely <laughs> saw people doing it what i saw right a lot, here's the thing and, and and this is like again i really i really hope this doesn't come off the wrong way because it might can it might be considered a bit egotistical but what i would say is if you are owning a team and i'm sorry unless that team is as big as you know huge organizations if you give enough of a damn about that team you should not need to first of all get a manager to help you and second of all pay a manager i'm sorry i'm sorry no i have seen so many teams who have paid managers you have paid management you pay these people you pay these people to get into something that should just only be a that should just only be controlled by you and like a couple other people that you trust. But you're you're getting in like random managers here and you're paying them to do it. And they're still putting out less than what Hyper was putting out at the time, less content, less, less posts, etc. And I'm like, you are paying you are literally paying managers and your output is 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 worse. And I'm like, what is a what is a what are, what are, what are they for, right? What are they for, really? Yeah. Because really, if you think about a team like that, it runs itself. You have the roster, and then you just have the post that you put out. Like really, it it runs itself. If you have, again, if if you have like the right structures in place, it basically runs itself uh, for the most part. That I really never understood teams that hired managers and then somehow managed to have less of an output than me, who's just one guy. And again, I really don't want that to be egotistical, but it's the facts. I don't know what you're. So my thoughts on it is waste of money. And yes, those people, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Unle unless you've got like years on the job, I don't know how you're somehow managing to convince people to pay you for those services. It's, it, I respect it though. I respect hustlers get, get, you know, get that bread. But like, I'm, I'm glad I never went down that route. People were like, why don't you get a manager? I can do this. I had so many DMs, you know, yeah. uh, I want to manage your team. And I'm like, First of all, it's like it's pointless for me to even get a manager because like as, as soon as you get in, I'll just I'll just be like I'll just be like not letting you have enough control to actually make 
a meaningful contribution and make the money that you're getting paid actually worth it. Because like I said, I'm a perfectionist that, you know, I won't say that like I made every decision on the, on the road perfectly, but really people always did give me like, you know, their support and praise for how I ran the team. And that was with like being like, I'm the one who will do it on my own. And I, all these managers coming in, I'm, I'm like, I just, I kindly declined. I'm like, no, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I, that, that's how I started to do it. So yeah, it serves the people that do that. Respect, respect the grind. But uh, yeah, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a little bit, uh, a little bit yikes, to be honest. Especially, yeah. If you're paying a manager, you, I need to be seeing insane levels of output from your team. You know what I'm saying? Because a, ma- a manager who's getting paid, they should be doing everything right. They should be, a social media content everything yeah. manager like if you're getting paid if you're getting paid because th- this is what i always said right this is what i always said how it worked in c like if you just look at just the sort of overall value how people valued how people valued um labor i guess you could call it in in the in the industry comp players above all comp players are the ones that like they they get paid no matter what. And then content creators is like, okay, if they're like whatsy levels, like biggest in C, whatever, then okay, we consider we consider splashing, right? Yeah. Managers? What? <laughs> Not in C, man. Not in C. No. We you, this is what people have to understand. I feel like when managers are asking for money, they're treating C and they're tre- they're treating that community as if it's bigger than it is. I'm sorry. But C is not big enough to be paying managers to manage teams. It, 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 no, it, I never, I never saw the value in that personally. But each to their own, and once again, respect. But from my way of how things go and how I see it fit to go and running a team, I personally, I'm personally not a fan of it. Uh, paid, paid managers, no. <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. Even though I am one myself back then, I. Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of stupid looking back, you know, looking at my so-called made-up CV where I said, oh, hate, ma- hate management for GIA Gaming. Or, uh, and uh, to my surprise, when I look back, I was also one. I was also your manager for Hyperscrims or something back then. It, it we was- needed then. We needed then. But I couldn't pay. I couldn't, like, yeah, I had, it had, yeah, I couldn't be paid for, like, that position because it was just, but we needed so many, so many, like, Clan Wars Scrims needed so many at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to be honest to you right now, to be frank? Go on, go on. I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, <laughs> I didn't do to anything. Honest, to be honest, like, to be honest, I, it was fine at that time because the thing is, the way I separated it and made it work is like, um, manager, so you have like the separate entities. You have Hypro Clan Wars, uh, Hypro Gaming, the team itself, separate, and Hypro Scrims. These, so, you know, Clan Wars and Scrims, you you can have a lot of sort of uncharted personnel in that way where it's just like just get numbers in there and like even if a manager does like one thing a week it's costing us nothing and it's in a scrim server which is more sort of inclusive for all but yeah definitely if i was having a manager of the actual gaming team itself there's a reason like you know the game the gaming team discord and then the clan wars discord and the scrims discord had 
uh, is there's a reason the gaming team Discord had less people because it's like smaller scale. It's just like okay, the team Discord. If we have any managers, they're super close to me, and that that you know what they're doing is making an impact. But with the clan wars and the scrims, it's like it's more just sort of wide, right? There's more members. There's more members. If we can just get numbers in there, that's good for me. So I think just temper your approach with each thing. Managing a team is very different from managing a clan war server or a scrim server, but all follow under the hypro umbrella. So you also have to be, you also have to show a level of continuity in how you run it. And as long as you have those set principles out, then it, it works. But yeah, no worries, man. Uh, it's okay. I, I know there's a lot of people that like didn't, that didn't, uh, that didn't do as much as maybe we would like them to, but you know, I think it's also important to just like have people there and it promotes the server as well to just like, oh, damn, they have like this many moderators, this many managers. OK, it it even creates the illusion that yeah. stuff is happening, even if it isn't, which I think is also a valuable asset as well. So yeah, no, worry, don't worry, bro. Don't worry. It's all good. I would say the numbers really help. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do all due respect, bro, uh, to your team and how you actually run stuff. But yeah, back, back to the management stuff in the C community. Really, I would say there's no real qualification in any of them. And it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of stupid how uh, team owners uh, really just hire them and pay them probably like uh, 20 USD a month. That's quite, li that's quite little, but yeah. I would say it's not that little if you have no qualification and just faking your shit. Really? Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, when you consider the other expenses, if you're just giving away 20 like that, I'm like, for what? Yeah. To be honest, I, I really, it, it always baffled me. And I would make jokes about it. I would make jokes about it. Like, really? Okay. There was a time I'm not really proud of it. Like, I, you know, toxicity, whatever you want to call it. I really, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of seeing that in myself. In my defense, I was younger. But there would be a time where I would literally, right, just in my pure ego because yeah the output of hyper was linked to my ego i think nowadays you know if the output were to come back on the consistent basis it was now it wouldn't be about ego just because it's the right thing to do not about ego but you know in my time when i had a very big ego about how hyper was run i would literally put them side i would put hyper side by side another c team and be like look at the output look at the weekly post look at there's no youtube content there's no events there's no blah, 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 right and i'll be like they have three paid managers and and hypro is me what's going on and i'm that was a little bit toxic but i mean the point still holds true like what is that it's 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 yeah i think i think i think if you ask those owners that did like pay people and stuff like that i think they would probably have regrets about some of those decisions especially financially it's like yeah. I mean, yeah, you can get like a non-paid manager in and even if they don't do anything, it didn't cost you anything. So you'll be all right. But then if you actually paid and stuff, it's like, oof, yikes. You know, it's yikes, right? Like the only word that comes to mind, yikes, really, you messed up. That's how I think about it. Yeah. It, especially yeah. for C, 20 bucks a month. Oof, I'd like to keep that, please, if I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, manager, being a manager for any team in C, is sort of a sort of a second option if you're not a good competitive player, not a good content creator, then a, then management bro, figure shit there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that you can be a part of the community and just act. Yeah. Act like, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm big here, things like that. You know. Put it in the bio. Put it in the bio. Yeah. Manager for and then 
dude, literally, this is how it goes. Manager for, and then they just at five teams in their bio. And I'm like, <laughs> you manage five teams. First of all, like three of those teams fucking hate each other. They're literally rivals of each other. So how can you be a fair fucking manager if you're literally if you're literally playing for the enemy, three different enemies, whatever, right? And then secondly, how can you actually do a fucking significant job that actually matters if you're managing five teams? You're not doing... There's no way you're giving them an equal amount. There's no way all five of them are getting anything out of that, right? Yeah. If you have school or whatever and you're doing other stuff and you're spreading, you're spreading your work across five teams, <laughs> what is that for? You know what it's for? To gain followers on yourself, gain yeah, relevance. Be clout. Like, yeah, clout. Oh, look, I can add five teams in 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 my bio that i technically work for what the fuck is that look th there are people that might watch this that are gonna be like he's talking about me and it's like look it's okay man i love you still but like you know what you were doing we all know what you were doing there's no there's there's, there's no hiding around it now i can say this because it's it's very clear it's clear to you and me we know how this works you yeah. know what i mean yeah exactly i would say yeah, we're kind of the we're kind of the ogs in the in the community we know how this works exactly yeah, yeah. And I witnessed it myself, and I was part of it as well. So there's nothing to hide, and I'm not ashamed of it, really. I'm, we were younger. We yeah. don't. We, we, yeah, we let it. We let it be. We let it be. <laughs> but yeah, damn, it's been a great one hour, bro. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Great talk. And uh, you are a very informed person about the stuff we've talked about, and I really respect that. I respect your research as well. Hey, you do a really, you, you do a really great job researching ahead of time for this. And yeah, I you you know a lot of your stuff. I. I when when it comes to talking about C, I think you know when there's probably only like you know so many people that you can really have a sit down conversation about that really get it, and you get it, you get how this worked, and I I really respect your knowledge, and yeah, it's it's been a great talk, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, and do you mind talking about football, bro? <laughs> Since it's the football season. So, yes. World yeah. Cup final coming up. World yeah. Cup final. Coming yeah, up. bro. It's it this is this Sunday actually. It's, yes. It's. If I'm not wrong, 11 p.m. Uh, yeah. SGT. Yeah. 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 So, what are you rooting towards, to? Uh, what are you rooting towards, to? Oh my God. What I mean, obviously, I was supporting. I was supporting England up until the quarterfinals. Obviously, France knocked them out. So, for that reason, I'd probably rather Argentina won, especially the story with Messi and stuff. I yeah. think. It, it's so France emotional, winning, you know. Yeah. Messi him. winning this world, his last World Cup. I think is more meaningful than France winning a back-to-back. -to, -back. to be honest, I feel like if France won it, everyone would celebrate, but that story, it wouldn't live on as long as Messi's story. So I think just for the sake of which story I prefer to be told into history, Messi's story, I would say Argentina then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would say. What about you? I would say, I mean, I'm kind of a realistic person, you know? I, I don't really uh put my hopes to things that I really don't see uh any uh success in. So mm -hmm. I'll say yeah. France. Yeah, I'll say I'll say France. They are the favorites, I would say. Overall. Yeah. yeah. Look they at your squad, bro. It's like exactly. stacked. We got Mbappe. We got yeah. You 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 know who? So yeah. Damn. It's stacked even with their injuries. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You have Pogba injured, you have Bamzima injured, and you got yeah, Ballon d'Or winner is yeah, injured. That's insane. Yeah. Olivier Giroud, man, that guy. Oh man, yeah, that guy. That Breaking guy. my heart. But yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, bro. I think I might even stream a watch party for it too. It'll be good. Hey, hey, honestly, man, if if you're here in Malaysia one day, let me know, bro. We can probably play some ball and hang out. You know. Let's do it, bro. I will yeah. definitely. I'll keep that in mind for sure. Got you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Appreciate that. And also, I see, I see, I see Manchester United back there. Yeah. Yes, I see. I right saw right you. Yeah. Yeah. Red Devils, bro. Yeah. I've been to Old Trafford. I've been to Old Trafford. Really? Yes. Yeah, dude. It's huge when you. It's like wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you try go one day if you can. It's it's a great experience. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Man United <sighs> fan. Been oh, a long time now. Uh yeah. My the English side of my family is actually from Manchester as well. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, respect, bro. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, small world, bro. We sport sport same team, you know, in the same community back then. Yeah. So, yeah, really appreciate your time today. And yeah, all links uh, will be in the description down below for uh, if you guys want to check out Finn Jepson and his team, Hypro Gaming. And yeah, I'll catch you guys in a bit.